Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. everyone and welcome to another broadcast of Diakonia, a call to service. Diakonia is the Greek word for service. It's also the root word for deacon. And my name is Deacon Richard Hudzik and I'm privileged to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago as vicar for deacons. I also get to work and pray with the good people at Mary, Mother of Divine Grace in Westchester, uh, formerly separately Divine Providence and Divine Infant Jesus, but now we are one united family. And for the first time since the onset of the COVID crisis, uh, Dave Brensick and I are together in the same room, uh, albeit appropriately spaced and garbed with face mask. But uh, Deacon David is Associate Director of the Diaconate Office and Deacon at Holy Guardian Angels, which is a unification of St. Louis de Marillac and St. Barbara, and that's LaGrange Park and Brookfield or something like that. Good morning, David. Good morning. It's great to be back in the studio. Yeah, yeah, and we're being filmed, I guess. And if I had known this is our first venture into uh, audio and video, I would have I would have dressed up more. But uh, you get what you, you get. What you get. So um, we do this show with uh, through the grace of the Archdiocese of Chicago, and uh, we're happy to do this. And it's dedicated to talking about how the call to service, uh, which is the, uh, the charism of the deacon, how that call to service is not exclusively deacons, but it's for all of God's people. Uh, and so by talking about some of the things that the deacons are doing, uh, we want to invite folks into uh, walking with us, adopting something that we do for their own, and see how they might uh, integrate uh, Christian service into their own lives as uh, as Christians. And so uh, that's what we're about today and uh, every every time. Uh, and to help uh, Dave and me, we have a guest who is uh, Deacon Keith Strom, S-T-R-O-H-M. And Keith, is it Strom or Strom? I always want to... Tell me which is it. <laughs> no, it's Strom. You, you actually always pronounce it correctly. Okay, Strom. Okay. Yep. Right. Um, is there a beer like Strom? 
No, that's there's uh, there's Stroh's beer. Stroh's, okay, the so it's like, okay, so you're like Deacon. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> uh, that voice that you just heard is Deacon Keith Strom, and he is to join us today for the next uh, few minutes to talk about the good news of Jesus Christ. And so, um, I guess it's welcome back, Keith. I was uh, looking at the history of our show the other day, a a storied history that it is, and you were on the show August 1, 2019. So you're a uh, a repeat customer. So, uh, welcome back. Well, thank you so much. It's always a blessing to be here. It's August 2019. Seems like a decade ago. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, although s- some folks uh, remember who you are, uh, tell us. Uh, probably not, though. To be honest, <laughs> uh, who are you? Year of ordination. Where do you serve? Uh, do you have a parish assignment? Sure, yes. I was ordained a deacon in uh, May of 2015, and I previously served at um, a parish in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Now I'm at Our Lady of Ransom in Nile. Okay. Um, And the topic for the day, generally speaking, is evangelization. So, what is evangelization? Uh, yeah, this is a topic that we could probably spend hours on, or days, or weeks. Um, well, you I got would... you got about twenty minutes, so uh, okay. so make it make it snappy. <laughs> we'll do our best. I mean, I would say if I had to to uh, talk about it in a sentence, right? Evangelization is really the entire process of helping people encounter Jesus, surrender their lives to Him, grow as disciples, and then take personal responsibility for His mission uh, to the world and go out uh, and live that mission. And where do you fit into this process? Uh, what's, what's your ministry, the, the role that, uh, where do you engage this uh, evangelization project? Well, it's really interesting, right? Uh, uh, obviously, with the people of Our Lady of Ransom, uh, it's in, in many ways across the entire spectrum of um, the evangelization process. And then also, the Lord has called me into a, a, a ministry where I serve not just the church in Chicago, but then um, the broader Universal Church, uh, working with individuals, but also with parishes and um, diocesan leaders and parish leaders, and helping them um, prepare their communities to do the very same things of of making disciples and maturing disciples and missioning disciples. And so that is uh, M three Ministries. Am, am I am I correct in that? That's correct. In fact, that's what those three M's stand for: making, maturing, and missioning disciples. Really trying to to capture the breadth of the evangelization process. So it's making, maturing, and missioning. And missioning. Okay. And so how did you get from uh, country boy to uh, founder of M3 Ministries? Uh, the grace of God. I, um, I've i been active in, in uh, church ministry and serving the people of God. Um, I began as a youth minister and then worked with forming adult ministers of, of youth and then forming catechists and um, I had the opportunity to connect up with uh, the Catherine of Siena Institute, which is co-founded by Sherry Waddell, who wrote the incredible book, Forming Intentional Disciples, uh, and got to work with um, uh, really um, pastoral leaders from all over the world. I did that for about 11 or 12 years, um, served on a parish uh, at uh, uh, Queen of the Rosary Parish in um, Elk Grove Village as the Director of Evangelization and Discipleship. Uh, and then had the opportunity to serve the Archdiocese as the Director of the Office for the New Evangelization uh, a few years ago. And uh, in 2016, the Lord called me into uh, this kind of traveling ministry where I get to uh, 
really work with people, certainly before the pandemic, from all over the world uh, in in transforming their parishes. Now, what what is <clears throat> how does one transform a parish? What's 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 M three Ministries do on the ground in terms of uh, pre COVID? Uh, yeah, pre COVID. Well, I mean, I think we. It, it, the the ministry itself does um, work in terms of evangelizing events, so parish missions, retreats, um, so helping people encounter Jesus. Right, that that first part. Um, uh, we also um, form uh, work with parishes to help them raise up um, a generation of disciples and disciple leaders, um, people who understand the evangelization process, people who understand how to accompany others people who, um, who are ready and willing to uh, not only see the parish through the lens of mission, which is essential, I think, um, but also to, um, to invest in others to help them grow in that relationship with Jesus Christ. So we really do um, uh, both, like in, you would say, in corporate events in, in that sense, in terms of the whole parish or the diocese, and also um, more individual accompaniment. All right, and when we come back, uh, following this break, we're going to pick up that uh, thread and uh, re-engage with our guest, Deacon Keith Strom. adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312 312- Nine three seven three three seven five. The Word Made Clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the Sacred Scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free. 
at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. At my right hand or at my left. We are back with the uh, morning's podcast, video, YouTube thing, radio. It's, uh, it's a multimedia extravaganza. Uh, Deacon Richard Hudzik, Deacon Dave Brensick, and we're talking with another Deacon, Deacon Keith Strom from M3 Ministries. So uh, we're back, and we'll, we'll pick up the story. Uh, Keith, you were talking about the uh, engagement of M3 Ministries uh, at, at the parishes, and if I'm hearing you correctly, you're engaged not only with the parishioners, but also with, with the staffs. Am I, am I hearing that correctly? That, that is correct. A lot of it depends on what um, a parish um, really is looking for. Um, so I can, I, the ministry, we come in and do parish missions or days of reflection. We also do, um, in a sense, training events, how to, how to form and train others to, to share uh, you know, the good news of Jesus Christ to evangelize, to walk with people. Um, but uh, ideally, we have the opportunity to work with um, pastors and their leadership teams and their staff on really helping the entire parish, um, in a sense, become focused on mission and evangelization. Now, you've got a uh, Jim Dandy uh, website, and the URL for which escapes, is that M3 Catholic? What, what is M3Catholic.com. M3Catholic.com. And there's some I don't know. Is it is it fair to say that some of the resources on there give a uh, decent representation of your, so to speak, your angle or your your interests? Um, one of the things I saw in there, which I thought was really interesting, was the the summary of the great story of Jesus. And then you use that funny word, kerygma. Um, yeah. What what is that about, and why do I care? <laughs> Well, right. The great story of Jesus really is the the, the core gospel message, and um, the church um, has a name for that core gospel message in Greek. Of course, uh, it's the kerygma, and that word kerygma really means like herald or proclamation. So it is it's the core um, proclamation of the gospel, and the church teaches that it is the proclamation of the gospel that awakens faith. That when we share the good news of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is active and at work and the hearts and minds of individuals uh, become overwhelmed by the love of God in Jesus Christ when that, that message is proclaimed in word and deed. And that is what awakens faith, in, and um, that is uh, the catalyst, in a sense, for conversion to Jesus Christ. And so it's essential because it's at the heart of the Church's identity. And the reality is, for most Catholics, at least for many, they may not even have heard the gospel message from uh, kind of the the essential points of the gospel message, what, kind of what, from beginning. What are what are those essentials? What what <laughs> is that kerygma? Uh, you know, in twenty five words or less. But what what are we talking sure. about? Sure, sure. There are many different ways we can you could slice it. But let's just say this one is that you know I was I, we were created for uh, a relationship of love and union with God that lasts for eternity. We were created with an identity, a purpose, and a destiny, and and sin separated us from that reality for which we were created. But the Father just um, out of love for us, wouldn't allow us to um, just remain separated from him. And so he sought us. He sent his own son, Jesus, and through Jesus' life, death, resurrection, and ascension, we have a way back to the Father. And this Jesus, who gave his life for us and who rose from the dead for us, uh, invites us to, to repent, to follow him, to be baptized. And when we're baptized, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are restored and regenerated. Uh, 
and we are invited into a lifelong relationship uh, with him and with his body, the church, and with all of creation. How, Keith, how does this resonate with people in the pews when they hear this message? Well, this is, you know, this is the message that we were created for. This is, this is, the, this is the message that really sits at the heart of every human person. The, 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 I think the gospel message answers the fundamental questions of, of almost every human heart, right? Uh, who am I? Uh, what's my identity? Um, what am I supposed to do with my life? What's my what's my purpose? And and what happens after I die? Right? What's my destiny? And and so, when what we find is that for men and women who are in a place in their journey where they are ready to receive that message, um, it's obviously transformative. That the that just the Lord is just at work, and we see people's lives changed and transformed. We see people healed both interiorly and and often uh, physically as well when this gospel message is proclaimed. Now, I'm going to guess uh, <clears throat> that there's, you're encountering people at different stages along this, along this journey, uh, you know, the, the pre-evangelized or pre-catechized, yes. or those who have, <clears throat> you know, have been in the pews for, for 40 years or, or more. Um, you know, this, this may come, uh, preaching the charisma <clears throat> reaches those people in a different way. It does, and and hopefully, right. Part of the evangelization process, uh, and part of this accompaniment is we want to walk with people. Some people are not ready to yet hear that gospel message yet, right? We have to; they have to build a relationship of trust uh, with us, and so we have to really uh, kind of invest in those relationships. Um, but when I, as I travel, uh, I've had almost every year that I've been traveling, uh, people at parishes in their forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. Two years ago. I had a woman in her 90s just come up to me in tears, and she said, you know, I, I never knew I could have a relationship with a God who loved me. Um, and, and she had been Catholic her whole life. So this is something that we can't take for granted, and, and, and this, the, the power of the proclamation of the gospel is it's a game changer, right? It's, it's, a, it's a life changer. All right, so I accept, Keith, I accept this message. Now what? What are you asking me? If I accept this message in my heart, then what's the next step? Yeah, well, obviously, right, the, 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 it, it, it kind of begins in that sense. That part of the journey begins with surrender to Jesus, right? And then uh, we need to shape our lives uh, around that relationship with Jesus Christ. And, so, uh, and that's why Jesus' message is repent and be baptized. And so be brought into then the, the family of faith, the community of faith, the body of Christ, and then to be formed uh, as one who is becoming like Jesus, right? That's the, the the growth in discipleship is growth in holiness and okay. union with God. Keith, I'm going to jump in here. We're going to go to break, and then we'll be back for our final piece. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. The effort to get vaccinated, why the church is helping to spread the word. We'll go inside the classroom as a national study shows how Chicago's Catholic schools are keeping students on track during the pandemic. 
and too many people are going hungry. We'll visit a food pantry where Catholics are working to meet that need. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one -one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, Trusted Research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective and the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our more responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. The cup that I must drink And we are back for our third installment, third segment of Diaconia, a call to service. Uh, Deacon Dave Brensick, Deacon Richard Hudzik, and Deacon Keith Strom talking about evangelization and M3 Catholic ministries. Uh, Keith, you had on Facebook, I think it was Facebook a while ago, a, a posting, a slogan that I thought was just... Uh, provocative, uh, and it really captivated me. It was something to the effect of parishes don't recruit volunteers. That's a dead end. Transform your volunteers into disciples. Am I roughly paraphrasing you or fairly paraphrasing you? Uh, yes. Actually, I think the, the uh, provocative quote was, baptized men and women are not volunteers. Oh, okay. And if you want to watch your parish slowly fade away, raise up an army of volunteers. If you want to experience renewal and new life, raise up an army of disciples. Okay. So, lay that one on me. You don't like volunteers? Is that, <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? No, I suppose I love volunteers. I think it comes out of this identity uh, that we have as sons and daughters of God, as men and women called by Christ to um, to live lives of holiness and service to the world. 
And uh, I think that the biggest crisis we have in our church today is a crisis of discipleship, men and women who have not yet made that intentional surrender. And, um, and if we just treat people like volunteers, they give uh, from a volunteer mentality, right? They, that that's, that becomes their identity. Uh, and I like to say that volunteers are usually connected to a cause or uh, maybe a purpose, um, but disciples are connected to a person, the person of Jesus, right? Volunteers will, will serve out of the excess of their time, but a disciple will uh, arrange their time so that they might serve. And, and God works through uh, men and women who are intentionally cooperating with him in supernatural and powerful ways um, and strengthens us. That's why we, you know, we, we have the sacraments. And, and so when men, our, our people are not yet living as disciples and we're asking of them a disciple's responsibility, uh, it's almost a, a guarantee to burn them out. Hmm. So now, what, does, what does a missionary disciple look like, Keith? Are, are you asking people to go door-to-door and invite people to come to church? Or what's... <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. That's a great question. I mean, a missionary disciple is essentially a disciple who um, who is really taken seriously uh, Christ's call to um, serve the world and and to uh, raise up other disciples. So men and women who are actively and intentionally um, seeking to help others encounter Jesus, the love of the Father, the mercy, the justice of the kingdom of God. All right. Now, this volunteer and making missionary disciples. I'm thinking of the dozens of terrific people during the, the COVID uh, era who are checking people in uh, to mass, uh, doing the logistics and the cleaning and all of the particulars of getting uh, our liturgies going. Um, and they will call themselves volunteers. But what do you, what do you say to those folks to uh, invite them to this discipleship that you're, that you're talking about? Well, I mean, I think it's helping them first and foremost see what they're doing in the context of the life of the Church and the ministry of the Church, not simply getting people to, you know, checked into Mass or getting people to come to Mass, but, but connecting them to the reality of what is happening um, at Mass, right? Uh, getting, getting them connected to the, the person of Jesus Christ, helping them see their identity, um, where many people have not even really conceived that, that they are sons and daughters of God. We hear it, but it doesn't make that connection. So once we begin to see who we are in Jesus, it begins to change how we see everything around us. So it's like, uh, here's, here's more than you ever dreamed of. You know, you may think you're, uh, you're checking people in the Mass, but placed in a context of a follower of Jesus, there's... There's so much more. There's, there's much more. There's an opportunity to be Christ for others, right? Mm-hmm. People come to the doors of the Church, they might still be a little apprehensive even after a year. Um, and so we have the opportunity to be Jesus for them. That's, that's terrific. It's like, uh, here's a gift that you have, you have no idea how big and, and beautiful it is. That's, uh, yes, that's, a, that's just a great way of, 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 of putting it. You know, I think that's the heart of the issue that we, we have often, is that we don't realize how deeply we are loved by the God who is love, mm-hmm. and then we don't realize how much he has given us to give others. Mm. Now, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't, I didn't ask the question here. Uh, on the website, there's a reference to Ministry Leadership Academy. What is, what is that? Oh, the, the Missionary Leadership Academy, yeah. So in the time of COVID, when we can't kind of connect together very easily, 
um, I created a, kind of a virtual community. And these are for men and women who are just passionate about wanting to see change and transformation and renewal at their parish. They gather together as a community um, uh, I take all of the formation that I offer through M3 Ministries, and, and uh, we, we are creating a kind of virtual courses so people can go through those. But uh, I think the power of the academy is that they're gathering together in a private Facebook group, and they're kind of breaking this open together, and they're supporting each other and accompanying each other together. So it's really a way of forming missionary leaders uh, in a time when we can't easily get together. Okay, and so there's, uh, I'll put this in the show notes, but you can access that uh, through the m3catholic.org uh, website. Am I remembering yeah, that correctly? Yeah, m3catholic.com, there's, a, there's a, a link up there to the Academy, or they can just go to missionaryleadershipacademy.com. Okay, all right, so I'll put those in the notes. Uh, thank you, Keith, for the great work that you do. Thanks, Keith. Thank David, you very much. David, thank you for making the journey down here with me, and now we're head back to the office, and thank you to the good people here at Radio Television, and... Uh, God bless all of you. Look forward to doing this again. Happy Lent. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media. For to see at my right hand or at my left is not for me to give